Hello and welcome to EM Talk. EM Talk is a podcast sponsored by Axon Education and the Texas EMS School, and we are devoted to diving into the real world of EMS and everything relative. We interview real EMS providers, real hospital providers, real patients, and get the real story on what's going on currently in the world of EMS and what we can do to make it better. to hear the crying. This is the only time of day anyone has to slow down. 
and think about what is going on. When is Dad going to get here, Josiah? He can't come, Ellie. He is helping people. But when will he be done? I hear this conversation almost every night. They whisper to each other once Jax falls asleep. Ellie tries to understand, and Josiah tries to explain. Ellie stopped asking me because she knows I just get upset when she asks. Josiah is much more calm about it. Since all of this has happened, he has had to grow up faster than any kid ever should. But I don't know what I would do without him during this. The next mornings, things went as usual, but I was pulled out of the line after the health check. I asked Melissa, Casey's wife, to take care of the kids while I went with the guard. We don't know any of their ranks anymore, so we just call them all guards because it feels like a prison. I was led to an office in the administration building and into an office. The man across from me had a stone look on his face that seemed to start to melt a little as he began to spoke. He told me that Haskell had been compromised. They lost contact with officials in the area. He tells me they sent a drone over the area yesterday and could not find any sign of anyone except the converted. I felt my heart sink. I was trying to understand what he was telling me. I asked him where Jug was. He told me they aren't sure and that is why he was talking to me. He told me that the drone could not find any sign of the ambulance anywhere in the county. He asked me if I thought that maybe Judd would try to come here, but I told him if he is alive, he will come to us. But why do you care what happens to him? He didn't answer that question. He told me he was sorry and that he would let me know if anything changed. I walked slowly back to the cafeteria to see my children. How was I going to tell them that their dad was missing? As I walked, I realized why the man didn't want to tell me why he wanted to know where Judd might go. If Judd comes here, he will be considered a risk and they won't be letting him in. Now I have to tell the kids that their dad is missing and that even if he comes here, the military won't let him in. I see the kids. They are happy, smiling, and eating with their friends. I won't say anything yet. If Judd is missing, then so is Mark. And I can't tell my kids before Mark's family gets the same information I just got. I sit down and we stare at my food. I try to smile so the kids don't know. Soon, everything will change. We assume the noise we just made will attract everything in the area that we don't want to come. So we quickly get back in the vehicles and start to drive further inside of the base, trying to find somewhere to stay safe. As we drive, we find a mechanics bay just big enough for both of the vehicles to fit. There really aren't any military vehicles around, meaning the base has been abandoned, at least we assume. We pull up to the bay, Casey jumps out, runs inside to open the big doors. We pull the vehicles in and shut the doors. We are just waiting to hear something, some noise indicating that what we feared is happening, that someone, something, is headed our way. We wait for at least an hour. We don't see or hear anything. We start to look around the bay and see that a lot of the equipment is left. Tools, lifts, parts, and other items. The military must have left in a hurry. We bolt up the doors any way that we can and start to clear the area inside to make sure we know how to keep ourselves safe. There's not much to search, but we all feel better knowing where everything is. It has been a very long day and this place is as safe as any. We decide to sleep in the trucks and be ready to go just to make sure that we don't wake up surprised. We also decide to sleep in shifts. I take the first shift, 
And as I sit in the front seat of the ambulance and listen to my friends snoring, I can't help but think of my family. I remember the last trip we took before all of this happened. We went to Jellystone Park in Burleson. It was such a simple, fun trip. My kids played laser tag, sang karaoke, fished, and loved every minute of it. I wonder how they're doing. I wonder if they think about me.